0: United States submarine base at Key West Florida. They dispatched that former President Poeman's Press Secretary Darold Ross as saying that President Poolman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy
1: deny that such object Okay, so we have a special episode tonight. of um, Noel and I have somehow managed to get somebody who has way cooler experiences than we ever have had and ever will have. Um Mr. Tito, we're not going to say your last name, even though it's blasted all over the internet. Yeah, and uh, so even though everyone can find it, don't, yeah. don't be a weirdo that adds him on Facebook. So you're going to tell us a kind of crazy local story that started out with a bunch of friends just finding something to do and ended all the way up um, on the Discovery Channel. <laughs> so...
0: Um,
1: and, of course, we're talking about... Um, what is it, St. Anne's Retreat in Logan,
2: Utah, right? Yeah, so it's called St. Anne's Retreat. That is its legal technical name, I guess you will, but growing up, um, the urban legend was the nunnery. And uh-huh. it was like most small town ghost stories, right? Mm-hmm. It just evolves and it's all hearsay, or I mean, a friend of a friend knew a person that got killed that heard a story, and a friend of a friend whose aunt was there, one of those type situations, and every time you heard it, it was always like, yeah, my aunt told me this story and she was there, or my uncle. There was always some family member, or close friend or a neighbor. So you would buy into him like, oh, wow, this friend of mine in high school told me that uh-huh. her aunt was there. I'm bought in, because <laughs> it's gotta be real, because there's a connection there, right? Um, so it was one of those legends that you just always grew up with in that local area. And there's so many different spins on it. Um, but let, let me explain where it's at first. So yeah. you go up Logan Canyon about 15 minute drive or so um, right in a spot where at the time, there are no cell phones, well, prominent cell phones, but you don't get cell phone service and it's right off of the road, but you have to cross this bridge and it's just covered in trees, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: covered, covered in trees. And Logan Canyon is beautiful trees everywhere, nice and green. And it's right by the river. So when you get to these places, like you're separated from the rest of the town, but not too far away. Okay. And I bring that up for a reason. Uh, go ahead sorry
1: (laughs) oh well just for our non-utah listeners like logan canyon is northern utah it's just how you said it's gorgeous it's how you expect a canyon road to be it's a little windy not too bad but it is seriously like trees on both sides there's the river and you can go i mean it doesn't seem that far from town Mm -hmm. but if you go up there and you don't have cell phone service you might as well be 100 miles away from town like it doesn't really matter at that point because it the area is so dense with trees Mm -hmm. and um just nature in general that you can go off the beaten path like almost immediately and no one will hear you scream yeah so
3: question i'm looking up a picture of saint anne's retreat i've never looked at it i'm not from utah Mm -hmm. so like any of the urban legends i've learned as an adult this gives me kind of like evil dead vibes like is it that far too like you imagine the the opening scene in evil dead when they're driving to the cabin would you say it's like that far removed from civilization or shorten that by half
2: Shorten that by a substantial amount yeah
1: it's maybe a third. So Noel, if you mm-hmm. and I left my house, we could be to Logan Canyon within like 40 minutes. Okay. And then we could be to this location in maybe like 50 minutes. It's mm-hmm. really not that far. It's actually insane how relatively close it is, right? It's only mm-hmm. about like 10 miles max away from mm-hmm.
2: anything. But the story takes place during a time where people didn't have cell phones, there weren't um, telephone lines that ran up there. So when you had to get a message, it was almost like you're getting a message back to town, like you're living in the 1940s or 20s. Mm -hmm. You had to actually run the message into town. Um, And at night, especially during this time of year in October, when it happened during the middle of the week, you you simply don't get a lot of traffic up there. It just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It's a small town, small town vibe. So it's not one of those things where you're going to see lots of cars going in and out of the canyon back um, and forth.
1: At the time, was it still pretty much a college town? Because this happened in the '90s, like mid '90s.
2: Oh, now you're dating me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: okay. I'm also. Um, Noelle's the infant here. but okay. chicken, and, and I turned talk. I turned thirty
3: this month. So I mean, it's and not, she turned thirty. Yeah, we're right, not too right. far off. Shut up,
2: Shut up Noelle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I consider myself the new 30. so how's that
0: That's <laughs> yeah um
2: but yes yeah, so it happened in the 90s the late 90s so i mean baggy pants and <laughs> rolled up cups things like that you know big baggy jeans but you just there just wasn't a lot going on there mm-hmm. was never a lot so these small town vibes it's they grow on these stories you know the spooky story the house on the corner never go there because there's a witch that lives there and things like that and that's what you grow up with
1: yeah it's interesting that you say that because something we talk about on this show a lot is how you can create a tulpa with an idea like for example like slender man becomes a tulpa or even Caves cross and it's interesting because the nunnery you kind of hear about it a little bit but when you're in these like smaller towns, like I was in small town Leighton when Leighton was a small town. And I remember thinking that Logan might as well have been an entire state away um, because there really was nothing between here and there. And it's a little bit more connected now, but you're absolutely right. There's like almost nothing else to do. And that's good, clean fun, like that you, as you consider it at the time, um, you just want to go be scared. And it really seems kind of innocent, but it doesn't. But it also like the ground or just even like maybe the energy that goes on there can make things go a little bit crazy even if you don't intend for them to um yeah. but i'm interested like what the worst story you had heard before your experience was about oh. say anne's retreat
2: yeah that's that's the good stuff the urban legend stories i'm a sucker for a good story mm-hmm. right um i'm terrified of the unknown i like to learn about it and hear about it but i'm terrified because I don't know about it but whenever I hear a good story I always perk up a little and lean in I want to know I want to know and I want evidence I want to I want to see this happen so growing up I mean stories were passed down from cousins and friends and friends cousins and neighbors um but one of the stories that I always thought was just so insane um was the story that it was a nunnery it was a nunnery retreat and that's where they would go and rest and relax etc and there was this this priest that was there that was also there and he turned out to be this raping priest basically Oh, what you know <laughs> and and at the time it was like this was like when the omen oh, and movies like that were coming out, and you're like, hmm, maybe. And now, yeah. fast forward to the 2020s, you hear about all these priests doing all these crazy things. You're like, okay, so maybe it could have happened. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. it
1: was true. But yeah. at the time, it, it was, you know, Sinead O'Connor ripped up the picture yeah. of the Pope, and everybody was outraged. So, so yeah. they were kind of a protected class.
2: Yeah. So the story was it was so it happened way back in the day and there was never a definitive date that was given. Right. Some people said it had been 50 years ago. Some people said it happened 100. But the fact was in the legend, it happened and it didn't matter when it happened. It happened. Um, So this priest ends up getting one of the nuns pregnant and she's like, I'm going to keep the child. And he's like, no, you're not. So the story kind of forks into two, not kind of, it forks into two directions. At that point, there's a hard stop there. And then it takes off in two different directions. One, the nun takes off because she doesn't want her baby touched. She doesn't want the baby killed. Takes off into the mountains, loses her mind and loses it. Comes back with her um, child and basically becomes a witch denounces God and comes back and starts going on a killing spree, kills, kills the priest. You're done. The other story was the priest hid it for as long as possible. And when she had the baby, took the child and killed the baby in the swimming pool and she completely loses it, loses her mind and comes back and kills him in the middle of the night and leaves his body for a pack of wolves to eat. She ends up killing him and runs up into the mountains where she becomes this undead witch of the mountains that just basically will go and attack anyone that has ever, or wants to hurt anyone. And the thing that always got me was not just the story of it, but throughout high school, we learned, you know, every story has a beginning somewhere. It was influenced by something. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, Depending on the storyteller, is how dramatic or how, how extensive they want to tell that story. So I always used to sit there and think, like, where did this start? How did it start? Because there had to have been something that influenced the first person to say, mm-hmm. Hey, it went like this and through time it evolved,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know? So, so there was always this idea of, whether you believed in the story that the priest killed the baby in the pool and she came back and killed the priest or she ran up into the mountains and lost her mind and came back and killed the nuns there was death there was always death and there was always the pool and the priest was somehow involved
3: this story is so fucking metal there's (laughs) it's perfect too and like especially for utah the fact that it's a nunnery Mm -hmm. It's automatically the other, right, in this, like, LDS-based state. So you already are going to have, like, these preconceived notions of the other being, like, a Catholic retreat, for example. And then, you know, as long as the Catholic Church has existed, so has these, like, you know, the anti-stories. I even think of, like, um, The Devils, which came out in 71, which is, like, this notoriously banned movie about a sex crazed priest who basically takes advantage of all the nuns the nunnery and that's you know the same story throughout history and i agree with you i think that these stories start and maintain and take on lives of their own because they come from a place of realness and and, you know whether it has embellishments on it or not like i i do think that There is some truth to it and i mean peace and love as an ex-catholic myself there is like there's always a bit of nefarious nonsense going on Mm -hmm. you know so whether it was just like a an icky situation with a priest or there was actually like a pregnancy that came out from it or and death whatever it may have been i 100 with you (gasps) i would have been right there with you as well like sneaking out of my window at three in the morning to go drive up to this place and check it out with a Ouija board. Cause this is fucking metal.
0: Right. <laughs> well,
1: and there's so many elements of like fact-based truth, right? It, it, it's a hundred percent a nunnery. That's not even a question. Um, there is a pool there. I mean, all the elements are there to the story. It's just like the players in the game. And when, cause there used to even be a, place for monks up in huntsville and when they closed it down they were like oh the catholic church is just consolidating their monks into other areas that are a bigger saturation of catholicism and you're like that makes sense no mystery there but when you try to look up why saint anne's retreat closed it's myth and it's like Mm. that's what perpetuates the stories because you're like well why can't you just tell us why they closed it was it financial like and it's um it's just weird that there's no concrete history here. So I can see how it would take on a life of its own. Um, I'm curious what story you subscribe to more, either the priest uh, killed oh, the baby or the nun went mad.
2: The drowning baby for sure. That one. <clears throat> and I don't know if it's because I've always, I've always believed that children and animals um, they can see and sense things
0: mm-hmm.
2: right oh, and I personally it, agree. yeah it that one stuck to me because it was like here's here's something that we believe is so some people call it close to the veil you know and it's so innocent and pure and here's someone to pr- protect their reputation was like no i'm i'm going to get rid of you mm-hmm. um and to me it was like the the harshest out of the two stories so that one i really bought into right so and what's going to drive a mother or father or any type of caretaker more mad than taking the thing that they love most and killing it in front of them Mm -hmm. Um, so to me that was like okay that checks that box that's why she went crazy denounces god and now she has this madness (laughs) that's coming from the unknown that is overcame with just pain and fear and anger you combine all those things you're not going to stop that person from doing Mm -hmm. doing good or bad doing anything so i bought into that one because to me i was like okay she already she got hurt physically she got sexually attacked by someone that she trusted and then she had to hide it And then after the baby was born, she instantaneously falls in love. Priest kills the baby. I mean, how how do you not get pissed? And how do you not blame this woman?
1: You're in her her corner. It's like, yeah, kill them all.
2: Yeah, do it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Let me help you kind of thing. And (laughs) then you add the, the dark realm of it, of her running up into the mountains and saying, you know what, God, I'm done with you and devil hello give me the strength i need to handle mm-hmm. this and it, it, it was like the perfect written hollywood script so to me i was like that that one right there because it was so extreme but it seemed so tangible i guess mm-hmm. because yeah. it's it seemed like it could really happen and mm-hmm. i say that because i came from a war torn country my parents we had to escape when we were young and there were literally times when, um, people would just come in and raid and kill villages because they could. Mm -hmm. So, and then people would lose it and run right towards these gunmen with the strength, all the strength to attack back, but they would still get shot down, but there was no fear in them. Mm -hmm. They were so overwhelmed with grief and pain and anger. So to me, that story really settled in. I was like, I can see how she could do that. I can see why she is just like, f the world, it's on. Let let's let's go and take care of business because I'm going to get revenge. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, that's
1: actually ooh, that gave me goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Um- but even being like in a place of religion, like that has power in ritual. And then you combine it with like how you said, like a thinner veil of being um, like, I think the mountains and areas like that have their own maybe natural magic to them. Right. And then you charge it with emotional energy and it does create like the perfect cocktail of just hauntings or um, maybe hallowed ground, good or bad. And then you combine maybe the evil of killing infants and then nuns going to the dark side. It, it is very Hollywood, but oh, you Hollywood see the story gives happening story you know? somewhere. You yeah, know? So yeah. Hollywood yeah. gets yeah. her
2: story somewhere. And I, I am a firm believer that we do not have as much control of our inner selves and our minds and um, spiritually as we think that we do. Like when you get really scared and you're walking in the middle of the night walking your dog or whatever it might be, and you get that spooky feeling, that sixth sense almost, um, sometimes out of the corner of your eye, you catch a glimpse of something, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happens because the the energy level within us is just, it, it's flowing so hard. And mm-hmm. some people try to chalk it up to some scientific explanation and stuff, but I'm pretty old school in that sense where I do believe my my body can sense things. I'm not saying I'm a psychic and I can predict the future, but yeah. I I feel like we're all born it's, with that. It's with like that. the
1: lizard brain, right? Like we have so much evolution that has just been packed in and to think that our evolution is only something that scientists can diagnose in a lab just doesn't make sense because that's not what the living experience is about. Yeah. Like it has to transcend something. Um So I 100% agree with you. I know Noel Noel's all about energy stuff too, like just yeah. you know being able to feel energy and things like that. It's. Um, I wish I could go there. I don't think you can go there now, can you? It's pretty closed off.
2: So uh, a little foreshadowing. I, I it's closed went off now. There. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's not completely <laughs> closed off. So I met the owner at the time when I did the filming of mm-hmm. Ghost Adventures, and he opened up to me quite a bit because they were trying to sell it and people just wouldn't buy it because of either a bad vibe or the bad publicity they don't want to deal with it and also people were still going up and trying to find out truth in this place mm-hmm. so we actually spoke for a little bit about it and he invited me to go up there day and night whatever and he gave me a lot of um historic well historical information from him i didn't look any of it up to see if it was true but it seemed he seemed very Honest, and true about what he was saying, and mm-hmm. it, it was pretty interesting because it you got a different perspective of that yeah. area. But like you said, sometimes that you can generate those those energy fields, especially mm-hmm. when there's a lot of fear. Yeah, and everyone that goes up there has a lot of fear. It can create something that was never even there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, have you ever been up to St. Anne's Retreat before? This experience happened or was the the event we'll call it the cap the event with a capital e until you get to it um have you ever been up to it before that had happened
2: nope drove by oh it God. on the way to the lake you know riding in cousins cars as a kid and they're like there it is over there and you instantly get goosebumps You're like, oh man oh i hope we have enough gas in the car and so we don't break down around here yeah. kind of, you know but <clears throat> no that was the first experience in it was a pretty intense experience.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. Let's hear about it.
2: Let's. So, yeah. October nineteen ninety seven. Hopefully, your viewers don't know how to do math very well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'll, I was eighteen years old. I barely turned eighteen. Uh, I turned eighteen in July, and. One of my best friends that was there with with me, he turned 18, like two months ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like most high school kids, we had friends that were a year younger and a couple of years younger. So it wasn't uncommon for a 16, 17 and barely turned 18 year olds to hang out. Right. So me and my friend, we. Got a little duplex because we are cool, right? Here's where we're going to party and drink and Mm -hmm. smoke and stuff like that. So our friends would always come and um, slough school at our house, the ones that were still in school and the ones that wanted to just get drunk and party all night and not worry about things would come over. So we're sitting there at our duplex and there's, I won't name any names. Excuse me. I got a count in my head.
1: (laughs) You can just make up names.
3: But then he'll have to remember yeah. the fake name That's true that Yeah,
2: uh, And next thing you know everyone's going to be like What the hell is this guy talking <laughs> about <laughs> um, So we're sitting There's seven of us sitting at the duplex um, Two girls And the rest are guys Like I said my one friend is the oldest He's 18 only by two or three months And we're sitting there playing cards Smoking cigarettes things like that When we start telling each other ghost stories Because it's October Mm-hmm. It's, it's time for ghost stories. We're talking about ghost stories and movies that we've seen. And one of the girls, um, she she just simply didn't believe in ghosts. And she goes, let's go up to the nunnery.
3: Hell yeah. Oh, She's it's like so the beginning cool. of an actual yeah, horror yeah, movie. Yeah.
2: Here we go, right? The blonde-haired ex-cheerleader friend. Oh, they're the yeah. worst. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And she had, she had that A-line cut that was popular back then where it was like kind of up top. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, end. yeah. You know, so, so typical Friday the Thirteenth story. Here we go. And then she had her brunette friend that was also on um, the cheerleading or dance, whatever it was. So here, here's the two pretty girls hanging out with the ragamuffin crew that drinks and stuff. <laughs> and we're sitting there, and it's it's about ten thirty at night, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go. And like I said, I'm scared. I'm scared of the unknown. Okay? I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm scared and I believe. So I was like, okay, let's go. So just, she kept egging it on and we kept giving her excuses. Well, hold on. Let's finish this card game. Let me finish my cigarette. Let me finish my beer. <laughs> just excuse after excuse, right? It's getting late. I'm getting tired. About 11 o'clock rolls by and she's like, let's go. Let's go. I'm like, Fine. Let's go. So we get two cars to go up there, and we're driving up there. And I, I'm trying to be cool. I'm 18 years old, hanging out with these two <laughs> X cheerleaders. I'm like, oh man, this is this is so stupid. Go sit so down. I'm not stupid.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, you're just
0: dying. Yeah.
2: But- oh, my heart's just racing. I'm yeah. hoping no one can hear it, right? And I'm sweating. And we start going up the mountain, and, out, and then it's dark. It's in the middle of the night. And it's a typical canyon drive. A lot of the stars are blocked out. The moon is blocked out, so it's just this dark, tunneling path, windy road, and your heart just starts racing and racing. You're breathing a little heavier, smoking cigarette after cigarette. And you get closer. And you get there, and you see this gate, and it's—you know—I tried to lie to her. I was like, "I don't think this is the nunnery," and she's like, "No, this is it." I was like, "No, I don't think it is." Like just. <laughs> Just trying to avoid this whole situation. So we park and we turn off the lights and no cars are coming by. Like I said, I think it was like a Wednesday or Thursday, middle of the week. No cars have come by. Typical, nothing unusual about that by any means. We turn off our lights and once again, excuses. I'm going to smoke a cigarette first. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Smoking <laughs> a cigarette. And we parked probably, I'd say 20 yards south of the entrance. Okay and excuses and excuses and i could tell i wasn't the only one that was scared now at this point Mm -hmm. because now we're here yeah and we could see the outline as our eyes adjusted we could see the outline of the building through the trees
1: that's so scary already
2: yeah and it's it's i mean it's over the river and probably back another 50 yards or so so you Mm -hmm. see this outline this dark outline and it used to have a small little lamp And that lamp just lit up just a small amount of area. Right. So it's creepy that the light would be on. Yeah. Yeah. Just
3: forever on just perpetually ominous. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And excuse after excuse, I'm going to smoke another cigarette. She's like, let's go. Like, fine. Let's go. (laughs) Here we are. We start walking up and the gates open, which was weird because it normally had, there's the old rickety rickety bridge made out of wood and there's a gate and then there's this chain link fence with barbed wire on the top and it's always locked up always locked up so that was always the excuse people would use i couldn't get in because of the gate etc and depending on how much water that we got that year the river would be roaring just constantly going, so you couldn't cross and the gate was open, and she, I remember she said something that scared the hell out of me. She's like, "Tito, they're inviting us in." I was like, "You son yeah. of a <laughs> bitch!" Oh
0: my <laughs> gosh, <laughs> she is
3: so. She sounds pretty fucking cool so far.
2: Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> she was an amazing friend. She is such a sweetheart, and she was so brave about it. She, I remember, she whipped around and she, her blonde hair was like, "Tito, they're inviting us in." <laughs> hell yeah i was like shut your damn mouth no No, i
1: gotta smoke five more cigarettes hold on
2: yeah yeah. um and a couple of my friends are like dude i don't know if we should do this and her our other brunette girl she's like "I i don't know about this i was like yeah this is this is pretty creepy so the blonde she gets out in front and we only had two little flashlights the one on her keychain, and oh, one gosh. that we got from like a first aid kit, just no a small phones. little. Thing. Yeah, no yeah, phones.
0: No phones.
2: Yeah. No phones, and and I mean these flashlights is nineteen nineties flashlights, right? They would shine about six feet in front of you, and that's about it. Yeah. With the stream, that's about that wide.
3: Yeah. keychain so, flashlight yeah, saved the day.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I kept thinking, I'm gonna move this flashlight into some trees or bushes and i'm going to see someone standing there and i'm going to shit my pants (laughs) (laughs) i will be too scared that i will shit my pants and just stand there and scream everything's
1: (laughs) gone so perfectly wrong slash right so far like yeah it's the The perfect setup
2: yeah so we're walking we we go past the gate and the brunette's holding on to my arm and my buddy's next to me and i'm holding one of the flashlights the blonde is up in front of us about five feet with another friend they're the brave ones right (laughs) and then we we have that friend everyone has that friend in the group like i don't know man Mm -hmm. we're gonna get arrested we gotta go we gotta follow the law here we're gonna get screwed you know so we had that friend and then we had the two brave friends that are just like let's do this let's go in there (laughs) let's go check it out so we're walking up this trail and this trail it's it's a dirt road it's a dirt road and it kind of winds over to the left a little, and then it comes back over to the right. And it's in the middle of the night, so you hear every footstep, the crunching of the rocks. Mm-hmm. And as the wind blows, the leaves are all dry, it's fall, you hear some hitting the ground, but it it's so quiet, it's deafening, right? Mm-hmm. Except you hear the footsteps, and then you hear a leaf fall, which normally you just wouldn't hear or notice this leaf falls and you're you're startled it sounds like a crash it doesn't sound like a leaf falling and you're hearing that all over and it just sends you through this panic almost and we're getting closer and closer and it opens up after you walk about 40 yards or so because like i said it's about 50 yards to the cabin so about 40 yards or so give or take 10 and it opens up you start seeing that light and you see back in the distance you see these cabins completely dark and you look over and here's this swimming pool there's the swimming pool the infamous swimming pool where death first started the infamous swimming pool where people were drowned where babies were killed Um, the infamous swimming pool where blood stained the water and stained the side of the pool and you instantly freak out. Yeah. I, I had this moment of freak out, but then all my friends started joking around. I was like, maybe it's not haunted. Yeah. Maybe we're good. So You're just
1: interpreting the levity.
2: Yeah. But they're yeah, probably exactly. also scared.
1: Yeah. Just denying, just
3: deny <laughs> yeah. it. Deny yeah. it till you feel better.
2: Well, my plan was it's not haunted. This is lame. Let's bounce. <laughs> <You> yeah.
1: Know, <laughs> I, that's I'm what meaning. I would be doing. Yeah, I would be I a so mixture so. Of you and the friend being like, we're going to get arrested. Cause that's, yeah. not, that's me. I'm the spoil sport in the group.
2: Yeah. And then when we got home, I would have been like, I was totally going to go in. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: We <can> go <laughs> tomorrow during so, the day.
2: Yeah. But it was so lame. I wanted to get back kind of thing. And I knew that they wanted to go through the cabins. So I already had a plan in my head. This is lame. This sucks. We didn't see anything. Let's go before the cops come. Let's bounce. That's not how it went. (laughs) So they're like, let's explore. And the first thought in my head was, how do I stop them from exploring? I'm jumping in the pool. So the pool's empty and it's been empty. It's collected. like some rainwater and runoff water. So there's maybe six inches of water in the deep end, you know, nothing major and leaves and it's all black and murky. I jump in the pool and I get into the back corner which would be the Southwest corner of the pit pool. And I back up and jokingly I'm yelling, Oh, dead babies everywhere. Dead babies, dead babies. (laughs) And we hear this, this rustling in the bushes. Oh God. (laughs) My mind automatically goes to my friends. Yeah. And one of my friends, I was super brave was like, what the fuck was that? Mm. Uh, Nothing, dude. We're in the woods. Could have been a raccoon. Could have been a deer. Could have been, mm-hmm. you know, things have been falling. He's like, "No, I, I heard something." Of course, you heard something, you know. Where, and I'm starting to get scared of this now because he's talking about noises going on. We're yeah. at the nunnery. Here's the cabin over there. I'm in here being the jackass, saying dead babies in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. W- what did I just do? Did I just open the door <laughs> mm-hmm. here? And so I'm telling him to shut up. am like, "Shut up, dude. Just." Don't talk like that. Just shut like, up. You're scary. Shut up, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 man. I, I feel you. <laughs> I'm going to kick your ass. You're scared. <laughs> and, and he he jumps in the pool and he's like, dude, I heard something. I was like, get out. Okay, yeah. get out. And also we hear it again and it's loud. It sounded like someone's walking behind us. We hear this crunching. And I was like, what And My heart stops, and my friends start stop talking, and I back myself into that same corner, that southwest corner near the deep end, and my friend starts going up the side, and we hear this, boom, boom, get on the fucking floor! Like, oh my gosh! Oh my god! What is this? And I look up because, like I said, I'm back in the corner. I look up like this, and I'm just I it's hard for me to even breathe. Like my heart is racing mm-hmm. and I'm trying not to pant because they don't want them to hear me. And I'm just looking up and I see this flashlight and I see another boom, boom, flash It's coming from this, what you can only assume is a gun because of how loud it is and the flash coming off. Everyone on the fucking floor. And my first thought was drunk rednecks, we're going to get in a fight. That was mm-hmm. honestly my first thought. My friend starts crawling out and we hear two more voices. One guy, hear him come up and he's just yelling. I'm looking from the back corner of the pool and I'm seeing foot, feet and legs. And I'm seeing flashlights and stuff above me. Everyone on the floor, get the fuck down. So that just swearing at everyone. They're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? You know? And for some reason, I don't know why I started crawling out of the pool. I start crawling out of the pool and he turns around and puts his gun to my face, the flashlights on it, puts his gun to my face. And he goes, there's the fucking leader right there. And I was like, Whoa, leader. Yeah. What are you talking about, man? And he goes, get on the fucking floor. And he pulls me up by my shirt collar, throws me on the ground. It's like, Hey man, don't know why you're pissed, but we're sorry. And my friends are yelling. They're like, hey, leave him alone, leave him alone. And he goes, hogtie that son of a bitch. God damn. I'm laying on my stomach. I got guns pointed to me, and there's another guy with a gun pointing his gun towards all my friends. Everyone's just kind of scattered around in about a 10 foot radius. And he's got his gun right here to my right side. He's like, hogtie the son of a bitch and at this point now all the ghost stories have thrown out the window it's yeah yeah what what what's about to happen here am i going to die tonight and you think that because i've never had a gun pulled on me yeah i mean i'm i don't know the statistics but i'm willing to bet 99.9 percent of this society this world hasn't had a gun pulled on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so your first thought is i'm going to die tonight mm-hmm. He grabs my hands and puts them behind my back and he puts these zip ties on and he puts his knee in my back and yanks it. My face goes into the dirt, my arm goes up into the air, and I hear my shoulder like ribbing, like going Jeez. out of socket. Oh my fuck. And the zip ties were so loud. I remember hearing each click of the zip tie. It went z- 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 and I remember he- hearing it and with each sound that it popping sound it made, it got tighter on my yeah. wrists, and my arm was just up here, and I just screamed, Ock. My friends are yelling, "Leave him alone! What did he do? He didn't do anything! Leave him alone!" Mm-hmm. He grabs my ankles, zip ties my ankles, and then he puts my my ankles and my wrists together. So now I'm literally hogtied. My friend goes, "Hey, leave him the fuck alone!" The dude gets up and he goes, go shut that fucking gook up.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Oh, my gosh. What is about to happen? So I'm laying on the ground, hogtied, and I'm looking up. And he walks over to my buddy. All of my friends are laying on their stomachs with their hands on their head. All my friends. And he goes up and he pulls his gun, puts it right to his head. And he goes, shut the fuck up. I should have killed all you in Vietnam. Pulls the trigger. What the fuck? All you see is the lights from the gun. Nothing but silence. And it seemed like it lasted forever. Everyone's just quiet. I was like, oh, my God. He just shot him. He just shot him. He just shot him. He just shot him. And my body goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, Sarah." I'm like, oh, he didn't kill him. Jeez. Thank you. Jeez. Yeah. Just losing our minds, right? I mean, that whole situation maybe only took 30 seconds, but i swear i could have counted to a thousand yeah <laughs> yeah He's dead he just killed him he just killed him he just killed him oh my gosh he just killed him we're all gonna die tonight and we start thinking it takes 15 minutes to drive up here there's no phones we've been up and down this canyon all of our lives we used to sneak up this canyon to go party and to have bonfires mm-hmm. and cops wouldn't come because they just never did. And that was during that time. You know, cops just didn't didn't go up there. So someone could theoretically kill someone and no one would know, at least until the next day. Mm-hmm. So my friend, he, he looks up and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like, Oh, good, he didn't kill him. The dude goes, get all these motherfuckers into the cabin. All right, well, what? And he goes, everyone on your feet starts picking everyone up. And he goes, get up off of the floor. I was like, dude, you hog tied me. I can't get up.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he he cuts the ties off of my ankles and he picks me up by my wrist where I'm tied up and it just brings my shoulders back up and I'm yelling. Uh. I was like, oh, fuck. And he picks me up and he goes, go. And they march us in in the single file line. I think at that point we were so scared. We, it didn't fully register still. like mm-hmm. it was still like, okay, is this a joke? Like, is this like a really bad joke? So we go into this cabin and as I remember, as we're walking to the cabins, I'm looking around and I see that lamp that you can see from the road
0: mm-hmm.
2: and to go somewhere else in my head to find a place of safety. I started thinking about when I used to drive and I'd see that lamp and how I'd either be on the way to the lake with my family or friends or on my way home, not here. Mm -hmm. And I tried to associate it to something else, to find some peace, to find, find an escape in my mind. Right. But then the pain kicked in, in my shoulders and hearing this guy giving us marching orders, brought me back to that spot. And my mind was just going in so many different places. I look over and I see these different cabins that are all dark and you see these silhouettes. And I even started thinking, am I going to see a nun? Am I going to see a ghost, Mm -hmm. you know, is that how this actually happens in this world? And this reality is it's not the ghost itself that does it, but it's the influence of the evil and the danger and the pain that Mm -hmm. encourages others to do its bidding, if you will. I mean, you're just thinking of so many different things when you watch your friend almost get shot, you're hogtied, you have a gun to you. And all you were doing was looking for a good scare.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. um, So I'm just thinking what, what is happening? So he takes us into this main cabin area. It's the largest one. And he sits us in this half circle, all my friends. And I'm, I'm the last one to get in and. I knew that we weren't going to escape. So my idea was to talk to this guy (laughs) thinking I can reason with this person Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting next to the brunette and then there's the blonde and then there's all my other friends. It really sunk in when I started looking around and seeing all my friends' faces in this half circle. I remember I talked to the guy and I was like, look, man, we were just trying to get a scare we'll pay for whatever. Just let us go home. And he's like, I mm-hmm. bet you're scared now. He's like, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. We are. We're terrified. We're sorry. You know, and he's like, why did you come up here? He just wanted to know if the stories were real about the nuns. Mm-hmm. And he goes, every person that has died, I killed them and buried them under this cabin.
1: Jesus. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, and at this point, we've been hogtied. We've been Assaulted, we've been shot at. They got us tied up in a cabin. You have the ghost stories all running through your head. And now this is happening, and we're like, this might be real. this there's kid-
3: there's no what? reason to not believe him, yeah, 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 he's he's only giving you everything but proof that he's being for real,
2: yeah. And you could see everyone collectively just every ounce of fight from them just slipped away. like everyone just we're fucked and i looked at him, i was like we're sorry and he's like stop talking to me and there was three of them right and they kind of just circled around us like buzzards and then one posted up by the door and just sat there so that we couldn't leave the ringleader if you will circled around just talking shit. then the other one was behind my buddies and they just had their guns pointed at us and the part that really sunk in that really oh man it broke my heart was when the brunette next to me i looked down and her contact was on the floor and i was like whose contact is that and she's like it's mine and she looked at me and till this day it's still like, it still freaks me out you know she looked at me and she said whatever happens do not let this man rape me
0: mm.
1: yeah jesus christ yeah, because that would be my first thought, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: And I was like, I'm so sorry. I looked at her I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she goes, I'd rather die. And that, like, my heart just, it stopped. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. She's like, don't let him touch me. Do not let him touch me. If he wants to kill me, let him kill me. But don't let him touch me. And I remember I told her, and I only told her, because i felt like she needed to hear something but deep down inside i didn't i didn't believe it was true but i told her i won't i'll I'll do whatever i need to to protect you
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and she's like please don't let him touch me i was like, i I won't let him touch you but deep down inside i was like tito that's a lie you don't know if you can protect her if he grabs her you're you're tied up yeah what are you gonna do Mm -hmm. yeah and he noticed that I kept talking to her so he came and put a rope around my neck. He claimed that it was detonation cord and then he ran the rope into another room right behind me. I sat there and that was the first time that I prayed in a years and years and years, but I didn't know what I was praying to. I prayed to God. I prayed to mother nature (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I prayed to I I remember I apologized I even in my head I was like if something happened to you here where you were so hurt I'm sorry that was not our intentions Mm -hmm. so please help stop this you know I I prayed to a supposed dead nun even yeah because I was like that's not what we're here for we just came for a scare And I remember praying in my head and my friends growing up, I taught them a little bit of Lao, so they knew part of my um, language. And I remember they were saying, let's go, let's go. I was like, I can't, I got a rope around my neck. Yeah. But if you guys go, I'll I'll distract them. And if you guys go, go. And they're trying to come up with a plan. And this guy hears me, he's like, you're not fucking going anywhere. And he starts putting ropes around everyone's necks. Whoa. Boom, boom, boom. It's like, you know what? Call the cops. Yeah. At this point, we're like, call the cops, go get the cops. Okay. Write us a ticket, take us to jail, whatever. And the girl's like, yeah, I'd rather go to jail. Call the cops, go call the cops. And he's like, Oh, I'll call the cops. We're like, please do. Yeah,
1: please do. Yeah.
2: Go uh-huh. get the cops. So he looks at the guy over by the door and he goes, go get the cops. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> finally, you know, finally. that's how you know
1: a situation is shit, right? Where you're like yeah. I'd rather deal with the police,
0: please.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: Also like what I, what a weird situation. Like if, if they were like, yeah, we're going to call the cops. I would be like, do you guys not realize that you're the ones that are going to go to jail? Like I, right. I Yeah. It, it's such a weird thing also, or maybe it's just like that you know, backwoods, good old boys mentality that they're like, Mm -hmm. we can literally have a room full of teenagers held hostage at gunpoint and tied up, but we'll be okay.
2: We thought that too. We thought that because he said everyone that died, he killed and was buried under here. And we're like, this is like those movies. Yeah. You know, there, there is some truth to those movies. These people run the show a little differently in the backwoods. They mm-hmm. do things the way they want because yeah. the rest of society is not here yeah. to govern anything, you mm-hmm. know? And like I said, growing up, we went up in the canyon all the time when we were 15, 16 years old to throw these giant bonfires with literally hundreds of high schoolers and cops never came. Mm-hmm. And we were so loud, you know, <laughs> blasting music, huge 10 foot flames on our bonfire and cops never came because it was just in that area. It's just, it, it never gets patrolled and it never snowman's land. Exactly. Um, And people didn't have phones or anything like that. So it starts building on that fear again, that guy leaves. And I remember we look at each other. All right. That guy's going to get the cops. It's going to take him 15 minutes to drive there. He'll talk to the cops and they'll follow him up here. We'll talk to the cops for about ten to fifteen minutes, and then they'll follow them up here another fifteen minutes of driving. So we'll see cops in about forty-five minutes to an hour. Mm -hmm. Let's just tolerate this bullshit, and then we'll get our ticket. We'll get arrested, and we'll figure it out. You know, all of us wanted to get arrested at that point. We're just Mm -hmm. like, get us out of here. So, as you recall, I said we went up about ten thirty or eleven o'clock. This whole thing. That was taking place, took about 35 to 40 minutes. So we're about at midnight, a little bit after now. Middle of October, sitting there, nothing, no cops. Every so often, the guy would come around. It's like, wow, you guys look fucking scared. Like, we do. Starts going off, man. I spent so much time in Vietnam. All oh, you pieces of shit. I should have killed all you motherfuckers in Vietnam. They killed so many of my friends. And I remember I peeped. Out, I was like, dude, I'm not even Vietnamese.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: like, You're like, sir, we're
1: children. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: I, I, I'm from Laos. Just so you know, I'm from Laos. And I <laughs> was like, yeah. secret military U.S. camps in Laos they they helped you guys so you should let me yeah. go like i seriously was like hey, yeah I'm, not I'm
3: an ally same. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly and i thought that would have touched him he's like fuck you you're all the same oh and i great. remember my vietnamese friend looking at him and he he looked at my other friends he's like what are you and my friend goes i'm cambodian and he looks at my vietnamese friend and goes what are you he goes i'm cambodian you know and he's just like you're all the fucking same to me what what's this dude's deal all like, day hey yeah like i said i had nothing to do without war and if my ancestors did i'm pretty sure they were on your side because you know mm-hmm. they, that's that's how it went down all the politics behind it and whatever excuse me and he, he just would sit there and terrorize her terrorizes you know and i remember i looked back at my friend's wrist and her hands are turning white from lack of blood flow. The one that said, please don't let him rape me. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, can you loosen up her zip ties? She can't mm-hmm. feel her hand. And she's like, oh, listen to you, the fucking hero. You're the one that let everyone in here. I was like, I didn't. What did you talking like, about? I, dude? Sir,
1: I wanted to go yeah. home. I yeah, smoke cigarettes yeah. on the on
2: the road. <laughs> I wanted to stay at home, man. Like, if you would have listened, I was one that said no, I'm terrified. And she's like, Don't worry about it, Tito, don't worry about it. I was like, hey, she can't feel her hand. And we're kissing ass, calling him sir, mister, mm-hmm. being as polite as possible. Sir, can you please just loosen up her zip ties? You can even tighten up mine. So, oh, you're such a fucking hero. You're not going to be a hero when you're buried underground. This and that. And I was like, just give her some comfort. So mm-hmm. he comes up and he loose it, cuts hers off and puts on a new one, not as tight. And I'm watching the blood literally flow back into her hand, her start to get colored back into her hand. And he comes up, puts his knee back into my back and grabs my zip ties, yanks on him again. My head hits the floor and I just scream. I was like,
0: fuck
2: hmm it's like don't swear you know oh, don't curse in here
1: that <laughs> violates his sensibility he's like yeah. sir yeah, yeah, watch your mouth yeah. please
2: yeah this is where we draw the line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know and i screamed and he's like don't swear you know no cursing in here and i was like oh a killer that doesn't want me to swear whatever yeah
3: <laughs> yeah righteous very yeah, righteous of you yeah
2: but still i'm like I'm going to be polite. I'm going to be nice because I don't know how this story Mm -hmm. ends. Mm -hmm. This story either ends with me dying first or I watch my friends get killed. And then I die. That was the thought that was going through my head. Time's going and time's going. I was like, where are the cops? He's like, they'll get here. Don't worry about it. Like, dude, time's going, time's going. Every time we start talking, he'd come and interrupt. And I remember counting in my head, like one, two, three, Four, five, six. I remember at some point I got to like a thousand. I was like, "Where are the cops? They'll be here." Start counting again. Where was I at? A thousand, thousand one. You know, got to like fifteen hundred. Where are the cops? They'll get here. Shit, I don't think the cops are coming. That's when even more fear started sinking in cops aren't coming it only takes 15 minutes to drive into town it would take another 10 to 15 minutes to talk to the cops another 15 minutes to come back we're looking at an hour max mm-hmm. they're not coming the girls didn't think they were coming my friends didn't think they were coming now we're really trying to figure out what are we going to do and at one point we're like fuck it if he gets us he gets us but we gotta at least try and Mm -hmm. at least one of us at least one of us gets out and we're whispering you know kind of playing the telephone game hey we're gonna try it let's try it but we all gotta run in separate directions just go just go don't stop no matter what you hear don't stop because
1: there's two of them at one point and Uh six of you yep seven
2: Seven. Okay. Yes. So the sun starts coming up. That's how long we were there.
3: God damn. Yeah. Jesus.
2: It's starting to light up, right? You look outside and you know that bluish hue as the sun starts coming up in the morning. We're hearing birds. And I remember looking out there and I was thinking, we're still here. Mm -hmm. What the hell is happening? We are still here. And uh, the sounds of the birds went away. I don't know if it was because my heart was beating so hard or impending doom. They said something, but all of a sudden it got quiet again. It's like, why are we still here? Cops could have came and gone and came and gone and came and gone about eight different times by now. Why are we still here? And I remember looking out there and I was like, I, I wish I could see something out there. I wish I could anything anything i i even remember thinking hell if i saw the ghost of the nun i'd ask her for help at this point
0: yeah yeah
2: get me out of here you know but also thoughts crossed my mind like i have to survive this my parents escaped a war-torn country from crazy ass militants killing and raping everyone and they brought me to the states i gotta get out of this mm-hmm yeah. we didn't escape a war torn country for me to get my ass killed up here. I got to yeah. get out of this. You know, Yeah, like I would think like that and get all brave, but then the fear would sink in. All of a sudden the dude walks in the dude that he sent to go get the cops. I mean, this was seven hours ago. Yeah. And we're like, where are the cops? And we all kind of sit up. Doesn't say anything to us. Walks over to the guy says something to him and the guy just kind of laughs sheriff's officer walks in and instead of helping us i remember he comes in and goes wow you guys look like a bunch of sleigh dogs
0: no what fucking fuck?
1: way.
2: i look over at the girls and she goes that's how they've been fucking getting away with it they have cops on their side right then and there now every single bad movie scene Texas Chainsaw Massacre the cops involved in the killing.
3: Yeah, literally you
2: know um and all these backwoods movies the cops are part of it you don't mess with the good old boys in their their police department because that's their Uncle Charlie or nephew or cousin you know they have each other's back and he didn't even say anything to us walked over to the guy and me and the girls and we all look at each other and we're like that's why it took so long
0: hmm
2: this is how this is how it ends and this is how they get away with it they have an inside guy that helps them get away with it and this is how they get away with it so at this point we're like okay let's go let's go if we die we died fighting one of yeah. us is going to get out let's go and we're all saying run in different directions try to get out into the street and try to get someone to stop Next thing you know, two and oh, he starts standing us up, picks me up first. And I'm just saying, okay, I'm the first one to go. And I'm looking around. Where do I run to? How do I stop this guy? Do I throw a shoulder into him? Do I kick him mm-hmm. in the nuts?
0: Mm-hmm. What do
2: I do? And of a sudden, two more cops walk in. One skinnier, younger cop walks in. And then this taller, typical police officer. Taller cop with a mustache walks in and he goes, What the fuck? I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And the guy turns around and I want to say he called him Sarge or something like that. And he comes in and he goes, Why is there fucking ropes around these kids' necks? I was like, Oh,
0: and you're like, Oh mustache! Save <laughs> yeah. <Take> the day. <laughs>
2: yeah. and, but we were still kind of like Yeah, right? Like instant PTSD already. And he goes, why are they zip tied? And he looks at the old guy with the gun and he goes, put your fucking weapon down. And he goes, you two untie these kids now. Everyone up against that wall. And he points at the three guys up against uh-huh. that wall. Put your weapons down. Don't even come close to those guns. And he has his hand on his gun. They're untieing And he looks at the first cop and he goes, why did you not take their weapons? And why did you not untie these kids? He's like, oh. And he goes, no. Why the Fuck did you not untie these kids? Like, oh, Dang. thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah, like the only time not a yeah. cab today, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Up until that one yeah. moment though. Yeah. yeah. Then immediately <laughs> yeah. after.
2: And it was just like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you. But the girls, you can tell they were they were still nervous. And she's like, can we trust mm-hmm. these cops? Mm-hmm. I'm like, let's see if they untie us and if they untie us then we at least have a fighting chance even if we can't thinking back on this part of the story (laughs) they did us dirty pretty bad (laughs) um so they untie us and they go you're gonna get tickets for trespassing
1: (laughs) whatever man
2: (laughs) yeah and at first we're like okay awesome and then he goes we're gonna tow your cars Oh, right. wait, what? Yeah. And we're taking you to the police station. What? For trespassing?
3: I mean, yeah. at what point does so the kidnapped? kidnapping override yeah. the trespassing? Is it still considered trespassing if you were held there against your will?
2: Right. <laughs> and. I remember looking at the girls and they're just like, fuck this. Let's get back. I'll talk to my dad. We'll get an attorney. This is, this is bullshit, you know, but at least we're not held at gunpoint now. So we're like, whatever. We get cuffed and we get put in the back of a car. And it's me and my Cambodian friend and Vietnamese friend. And we're looking out at the other window and my other friends are in the other car and the girls are in another car. And we're like, this is bullshit. And we kind of give each other a head nod. And we're dri- the cops are driving us off. And <laughs> the three jackasses, those security guards, are standing at the end of the gate. And they kind of just wave at us. And I remember we mouthed at them. We're like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, man. Like, you really fucked us up. We get to the police station. And the old police station was right on Main Street. We get to the police station and they, me and my Cambodian and Vietnamese friends, were actually the only ones that got handcuffed, by the way. And oh, like,
1: interesting.
2: Yeah, we're like, oh, this is bogus, whatever. Give us our tickets and let us leave. Mm-hmm. They take us into a room and had us write statements. They uncuff us and they're like, you need to come to court for this trespassing ticket. Like, are you kidding me? Like, really? Mm-hmm. And then my friends are like, what about our cars? Well, you'll need to go to this towing company and pay for it to come out, blah, 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 this and that. This is horseshit, man. This is complete horseshit. They make us write our statements. And one of our friends, his dad was a cop back in Georgia because he moved from Georgia to Utah. Mm -hmm. He's like, Dad, I need you to pick me up from the police station. And you can hear his dad on the phone. He's like, what? What did you do? And his dad's yelling at him. He's like, Dad, Dad, I'll explain. You're going to think this is pretty messed up. And he was like, I'm so pissed off at you. What the hell is wrong with you? You're so close to being 18. I'm going to kick you out of the house. This and that, you know, mm-hmm. as you can hear him yelling and the cops. And then the girls call their dads and their dads are like, why didn't you come home last night? This and that dad come pick us up. I have the worst story to tell you. These girls that never did anything wrong and you could hear their dad's concern in their voices when mm-hmm. they, when they called and they looked at us and they're like, what about you guys? It's like, dude, can we just leave and go home? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, at this point now, at this point now, it's like noon after all this is said and done.
1: Oh my
0: God.
2: I remember we're walking. We're about a mile from the police station. We're walking, smoking cigarettes, talking about it. Like, what the hell just happened? Mm-hmm. Did we just get screwed over by the cops, too? Like, what just happened to us? And we get home. My buddy's dad picks him up from our house. He goes out, gives his dad a hug, and his dad is visibly pissed. And he's like, what the hell? And he hugs Well, his at dad. this point,
1: dad doesn't know, right? He just thinks the kid has been arrested for trespassing. Yeah yeah
2: and he's like dad I need to talk to you and he starts crying and his dad just like okay get in the car we'll talk you know we get in the house and we're sitting there it's like what do we do I guess we go to court for a trespassing ticket now mm-hmm. um and like I said it was mid um noon so we're all tired at this point like let's let's go to bed talk about this later you know we all go to bed and we wake up around four or five or something, still tired. And we're, we're telling all of our friends, cause our friends, like I said, they would, uh, they would slough school and come over and we're telling them what happened and they're like, are you serious? Like, yeah. Tell them the very beginning of the story to the end. And they're like, wait, so the cops did what? Like,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Pretty messed up. I guess that same night that we left. So we left at about eight in the morning, left the police station at noon. There was another group of kids that went up um on the day that we got released. They went up around nine or ten. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 or 30 kids. They heard what happened because Word Travels fast in a small town. Yeah. So they went up there in numbers. Old girls, young girls, old guys, young girls, you know, just a big old group. They went up there and the security guards threw them all in the swimming pool and surrounded these kids. A girl gets groped and one kid gets hit with the butt of a gun. We didn't know any of this was happening. And we're sitting there drinking our problems away. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of our friend's girlfriend Comes barging in at about midnight, 11 o'clock at night. She goes, remember what happened to you guys last night? I'm like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this happened to another group of kids. I'm like, really? I guess a girl got groped and a kid got hit with a gun. Like, oh, not knowing the full story at this point. Like, that's As great, Olivia
1: that's Benson up. from Law and Order SVU would say, they're escalating. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> and... We're just like, okay, that sucks. At least they didn't go through the same ordeal. And we have all these questions. Mm -hmm. The the cops go up. Did they get shot at? She's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just heard from a friend, from a friend, from a friend. Okay, whatever. It's the weekend now. Saturday morning, I get a phone call. Um, Because like I said, we went up like Thursday, came down Friday, Saturday morning, bright and early in the morning. I remember I was hungover because we we were drinking our problems away get a phone call and it was a rainy cold day it was super cold and super rainy rain was pounding on the windows it's like this phone number keeps calling mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you want and it was the old school cordless phones right mm. and i finally look at it and it says sheriff's office on a co ID. so we're like oh, okay probably has to deal with the ticket whatever I pick up the phone and I was like, hello. Is, is this Tito? Yes. All I can think is they probably got another ticket for me. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> probably, probably Nothing good. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I need you to come down to the station. I was like, ah, why? We need to talk. It's like, is it about this trespassing ticket? <laughs> like I already wrote my statement. <laughs> I remember he goes. No, don't worry about that ticket. We're going to get rid of that ticket. There's something bigger we need to talk to you about. We're, oh, okay. Am I getting arrested?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. In that case, yeah. this is not Tito. Nah, <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know him.
2: <laughs> so, like, do I have warrants or something? He's mm-hmm. like, you're not going to get arrested. I was like, you promise. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's always tell the truth
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: they, yeah totally for sure have to tell the truth always he's like yeah like, bestie th- come on over we'll
1: even give you your car back
2: <laughs> right because like like i said i barely turned 18 just a few months ago yeah he's like you promise he's like you're not gonna get arrested <laughs> he
1: pinky sweared through the
2: phone yeah i was like all right and i remember telling my buddies i was like okay i'm going to the police station he said he's not gonna arrest me but just Get some bail money just in case. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I, I've never been arrested at this point, so I didn't know how it works. So I'm like, I don't know, call a lawyer or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phone a friend, you know. I get to the police station, and there's just parents and kids there. The old police station, like I said, was right on Main Street, and people are yelling, just like, hey, what the F, this and that. And mm-hmm. kids are crying and i show up and someone's like that's tito that's tito that's tito you're like and it just big splits. man on campus <laughs> yeah the crowd just splits i was like oh what just happened the sheriff walks out well he's already out there addressing the family he comes down the stairs and he's like tito i need to really talk to you okay if you want to get an attorney you can but I need to talk to you. And I was like, do I need to get my parents? He's like, well, you're technically an adult, so you don't need to, but we need to talk. Mm -hmm. And I can hear people in the background. They're like, what are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about this situation? What happened to my little girl up there? What happened to my son up there? Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I was like, Oh, putting two to two together. I'm thinking, okay, this is the kids that went up the the night after. Mm -hmm. And they had cops come out and sheriffs come out, and they're just like, Okay, we'll get to everyone. We need to talk to Tito. He pulls me into his office, and he's just like, We need to revisit this conversation. Some things were handled very, very wrongly. Mm-hmm. He says that, and I go from slouching 18 year old, cool guy to I'm listening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're, you're like, hello, oh, sir.
1: Maybe we yeah. can work something
2: out. Yeah. And here's <laughs> Im- the immature 18 year old kicks in. I was like, so you're getting rid of my trespassing ticket, right? He's like, yeah, it's gone. I was like, you swear? <laughs> you're like, this
1: is the biggest problem I've ever had. Yeah, a trespassing yeah.
2: ticket. <laughs> That's like my negotiating tool, right? I'll talk if you get rid of this. <laughs> I'd be the worst mafia person. Yes, <laughs> you know. You're
1: right. Like, hell yeah. yeah. I'll get pay half my towing fee. That's fine. We'll
2: yeah, never swear. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, don't worry about that. We need to talk to you and your friends again. We go through this whole interviewing process and basically what it comes down to. At that time, when you, when someone trespasses, number one, the hired security was not allowed to carry guns. It was in their contract. They're supposed Mm -hmm. to stand in front of the gate and turn people away. Right. You can't have your flashlight tied onto the end of your gun because if you point pointing at someone, the person can't see you, right? And identify you. You cannot hog tie kids and put guns to them and shoot at them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one seems the most obvious yeah. to me. These
3: yeah, seem yeah. like these yeah. seem like a very reasonable like bars on the floor tier level for security to adhere by
1: like I have heard the flashlight thing, but I've heard it more to like screw people over. Like you technically weren't doing anything wrong, but we're going to bring you in because you had a gun tied to your flashlight that I've kind of heard, but I, I definitely know in my loins that you cannot kidnap children. And yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. I feel like, I feel like on a true False testing for, <laughs> to become a security yeah. officer. That's like one of the questions. Can yeah. you hog tie kids? <laughs> fault. Uh-huh.
0: Cool, yeah, you exactly. Here's yeah.
2: your badge. You know, and he's just going through these things, and he's like, "When the officers got there, what did they do?"
1: I hope you were like, "They didn't do shit." Yeah, I you
2: was were like, like Nothing. "Oh, we're getting into like this now." Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, so we're getting into this now, huh? And I told him everything, told the whole story of what I just told you to.
0: Yeah.
2: And we found out that oh, it really sucks because we weren't, now that I'm older looking back, it's like we weren't taken seriously when it happened to us. We got treated like shit because we were known by the cops because they caught us sloughing plenty of times caught us drinking caught us staying out late got plenty of at that time I probably got six smoking tickets which is only something that happens in Utah you know
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
2: yeah um had the cops bring me back to school dozens of times and so they knew us and they just they we got treated like shit because I found out that some of the kids that were up there the next night Mom and dad were doctors, lawyers, friends with the local bishop. Mm -hmm. Um, Neighbor was part of the relief society. And when they told mom and dad, mom and dad ruffled some feathers and started barking up some trees. Like, what the F did you do to my kid? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What happened up there? Why are there three guys groping kids and hitting them with the butt of the gun?
0: Mm -hmm. No,
2: it also helped their case because there was only Two 18-year-olds out of that whole group of 20, they're all 16 and 17. Yeah. So when they went down to the police station, they went down pitchforks and torches.
0: As they should. yeah. Yeah.
2: Just pissed. And one of the girls was like, there's another group. And from what they told me when they said there was another group, and they got it worse the sheriff was like oh shit!" (laughs) she said the sheriff went completely silent and was like we'll address that and i guess that's when he immediately tried to get me on the phone as he was trying to do crowd control
0: Mm.
2: so it got it got wild i mean we we went to court for it um the news stations came like and then all of a sudden down the road 15 17 years one of the kids who was there his brother moved down to Las Vegas to be a school teacher Mm -hmm. and he went to a local casino to play cards you know just unwind on the weekend and he gets to talking with this guy about ghost stories and stuff. And he's drunk talking. He's like, I got a story for you. Yeah, <laughs> And he tells this dude. This whole story. Turns out this guy. Was either one of the DJs. Or a producer of Dark Horse Radio. Or something. Where uh-huh. they talk about ghost stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. A nationwide um, thing. And he. Talks to his brother. To get my information. And they find out where I'm working, and I'm sitting at work, and I get a phone call, and this dude's like, Hey, this is so and so from Dark Horse Radio. I was like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to buy something or not, dude? <laughs> I'm working. <Yeah. laughs> and he emails me all this information to show that he's being legit. And he's like, I want to talk to you. Want to be on my radio show? Um, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell him the story, and he goes, This story's too good. I'm going to relay this to Zach. oh god yeah i was like who's that (laughs)
3: this (laughs) is the real horror story
2: (laughs) that dude's a piece of work man i tell you what and he's like ghost hunters or ghost adventures whatever that show's called i was like oh i'm all yeah i'm in let's do this (laughs) Yeah,
1: as anyone would we would too
2: (laughs) oh that that dude's bogus i'm going on record Please.
1: No, I, I so this is where we get into part 2. Yeah,
3: part of two the of Ghost the,
1: Adventure Saga.
3: Dun, a continuation dun, dun. of the
1: worst worst things that have ever happened to yeah, you. You <laughs> thought <laughs> you thought Tito's experience was bad? It Here's gets worse. Really it gets it. worse.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so they do this early interviewing process. All that stuff we talk and he's like this is a great story, dude. Um, the thing that I love about the story is you can sense that it's true because a lot of people try to fluff up their story like, Well, mm-hmm. because it really happened, you know, yeah. and he would ask me questions like, do you think it's haunted? I was like, you know, what? I believe I truly believe. And there's yeah. been some things that I've seen and heard and felt that I've I've questioned. There's some things that I have witnessed and I have said, if that was real, then I have seen something.
1: Yeah. Well, even when push comes to shove that was like in your mind you know what i mean so
2: and if it wasn't real that was the greatest trick i've ever seen yeah
1: you
2: know and that's happened plenty of times and i i'm at the stage in my life where i do believe in that energy i do believe that we carry (laughs) something within ourselves all of us and through major traumatic events fear or pain something gets released Something that's released out there and things fill it, things pick up on it. And sometimes we can create that, that different reality, at least within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we believe it mm-hmm. that we, we saw or we felt or we heard something.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I told him that. And he's, he, he took that for me seeing something out there. And he's like, great, let's get you on the show. Let's get you on the show. It's like, okay, let's do this. I'm thinking, all right, this is going to be legit. Here we go. Sure. We meet them at the nunnery years down the road in October during the day, you know, around the same time frame, Mm -hmm. beautiful fall day, sun is out, no cloud in the sky, and it's just a beautiful, beautiful day. And we get there and the gates open, the film and crew's there. And they're like, okay. You're Tito? Yep. yep. I need you to sign this waiver, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll take you to meet Zach and where you interview. We get there and he's like, is, is this Tito? I'm like, yep, that's me. We shake hands. Awesome. Cool. Nice to meet you. And they're taking turns filming everyone in different places. Right. <laughs> he takes me into the cabin where we we're tied up. And we sit down and he just asked me to tell the story, just like I told you to. Mm-hmm. every so often he throws in a question <laughs> this is jackass I'm telling, him, <laughs> I'm telling the story and as he's asking questions i could tell what he's doing now mm-hmm. this guy's going to manipulate my answers because never once did i say that i seen ghosts up there
0: mm-hmm. yeah you no know?
2: but i did say i was scared i was terrified That's right a- Absolutely terrified. I did say I believed in ghosts. I did say that I went up to look for ghosts, but I never said that I saw any ghosts up there. Mm -hmm. But I started to notice how he was wording his questions. I was like, I see what you're doing. So I started getting really careful with how I answered.
1: Because even my perception of it is it seemed like he was really putting words into your mouth. Like it wasn't just an experience that happened to you. It was Mm -hmm. it also happened to the guys who Took you hostage and did all these terrible things to you. Wait a damn minute, because I haven't seen
3: the Zach Bagans bullshit. (laughs) Are you you telling me he is trying to downplay what happened to you by upplaying a? these men were possessed by an evil yes no yeah. fucking way <laughs> yeah no fucking way that's oh exactly of course happened. it's fucking yeah. affliction wearing fucking shame it <laughs> douchebag <laughs> zach baggins who's like oh police brutality you mean demon possession get yeah. the fuck out of here <laughs> oh mm-hmm. my that's god exactly <laughs> are
2: you that's, fucking kidding me that's exactly how it went down too because mm-hmm. he asked me he's like would you say they were possessed? I was like, look, I've never seen a possession, never heard a possession, never smelled one. I don't know what they're like, <laughs> so oh. I have no idea, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And he's such a piece of work. So as we're filming and oh he's asking God. questions, he looks in the camera and he goes, <laughs> he
0: goes yeah.
2: as Tito was telling his story, this darkness overtook the room and I interjected I was like I'm pretty sure that's cloud cover yeah <laughs> the the like, sun. like it's October
1: and, and guy, <laughs> the my guy it's the
2: sun is was...
1: setting
3: the sun it is 645 yeah.
2: <laughs> this is how bogus he is he goes keep filming and he holds his hand up and he looks at the crew and he goes keep filming and one of the film crew goes yeah Zach it's just cloud cover from outside and he goes "Shh, keep filming <laughs> Bro. And I was like, Oh no, bro! <laughs> this, now, now we're doing this. No wonder like the stories you tell on your show are so bogus, you know? And it was, it, it became insulting at that point now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you
2: know, like you, you took a traumatic event. And the other thing that sucked is the people that were there that also got interviewed, the locals, if you will. I was like, dude, I, what are you saying to him, man? Like, are you just trying to get some extra TV time? Like, you're saying mm-hmm. some crazy stuff that I have never heard. Like, one of the dudes is talking about how he couldn't catch his breath or something. Like, dude, you just walked up a hill smoking a cigarette, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. And, the, the
3: 30 years of smoking yeah. Also Our air is yeah. thin. Uh-huh. Not <laughs> asthmatic as yeah. yeah.
2: And he played it off, too. He's like, I hate being in there. I can tell that she doesn't like men in there. I was like, what the are you talking about, dude? You know, and everyone was like trying to buy into this TV time, just embellishing this story stuff. So he takes me outside and he asks some other questions. And like I said, after that incident, it was like almost insulting. And it really got insulting when I almost turned around and slapped him in the mouth. So we're standing on the Wish deck. you would
0: have. I oh, I would you
2: would have. It, it would have been fine.
1: No. <laughs> I would
3: have
2: paid yeah.
1: your bail
3: you
2: yeah. <laughs> know. If
1: you ever beat him and slap him, you have our emails now. Yeah. Just email us. We'll pay we'll your bills. We'll get bail
2: you money. out. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah.
1: We'll pick you up. We will yeah. buy you and- a plane ticket to get you home.
2: Well, I, I might take you guys up on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, make my day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be the, that would be the greatest thing that's ever happened to me personally.
2: It, it will be part three of our saga. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Belling me out and getting me an attorney, yeah. but we're sitting on the porch and I'm just pointing out the landscape of the thing. And he's sitting behind me. And I always knew this guy was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he had his arm up and he's flexing
0: I'm in front of Dad. the camera. I'm gonna die.
1: <laughs>
2: he didn't think that I could see him. And I turn I was like, are we done here?
1: You're like, this and, is literally the worst thing that's ever he, happened to me at this nunnery.
2: I literally <laughs> caught him like this, and his arms were up like this. Uh- <laughs> and he like plays it off, you know? Yeah, is he's that, like, what do he, he like pushes
3: his hair back, yeah. like uh, tries to pretend like he wasn't flexing. Oh he's my like, God.
2: What do you mean? I was like, are, are we done here? Like, is this like a joke? Are we not doing this? So I just wrapped it up, and I was like, yep. And then I took off and left. Oh my you god. you know oh. we get i walked down the hill and that's when the supposed psychic lady came god. and i walked She's down there <laughs> yeah that that was crazy too i was like what the hell <laughs> what is this lady doing but me and she wasn't my wife at the time my fiance we look at the crew and we're like be honest with me okay because at this point i my wife could see it, my fiance could see it. I was visibly pissed. Yeah. Was like, what happened? I was like, Zach's a piece of shit. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You
2: know, we get to talk and and I look at the crew and I was like, be honest with me, have you ever seen anything? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but when, I, fucking nah, real. Nah. Yeah. But when oh I asked God. Zach, I asked Zach, I was like, What did you see? How many things have you seen? And he's like, Thousands. Mm-hmm. Thousands. Like, yeah. Right. I bet. You know, oh you've seen God. thousands, and I looked at the crew. I was like, "So is this all bogus?" You know? I'm like, "Well, if it's not scary enough, they'll send us back and we'll refilm it. If you don't <laughs> get a good story out of you, we'll refilm it." And I was like, oh. "You've never seen anything." And they're like, "No." And they're like, "We're usually within earshot of every filming." It's like, "So you've never seen or heard anything, right?" we usually just sell or smoke cigarettes, hang out. Eat. <laughs> Dude. Wow. Oh and after God. that, you, you go back and you watch that and you can see there's only a few episodes where you get some real sincere people that have yeah. been a part of something, but the rest you could tell they're just playing it up for the camera. And
3: yeah. Say,
2: this, this guy's so bogus.
3: Yeah. It reminds me of like, um, like a weird bystander effect, right? Because like the bystander effect is like there is a crowd of people. Just say you're on the busiest street and a car hits someone and one person ignores them. So everyone ignores them. Right. Yeah. Um. Even if you till the day you die I would be like i would never do that i would i would
1: absolutely i would go make sure they're okay I would, no, well no, no I she's run down someone in her car before <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's true i'm speaking from experience <laughs> and so and you know like everyone says that but in the situation they like do whatever the group is doing it's kind right of, you know what i mean and it almost feels like because i've i haven't seen your episode, thankfully, because I would probably would have ripped my hair out seeing fucking Zach, Beckham, <laughs> the world's biggest douche. Um, the but biggest. I've seen other ones <laughs> where you can tell when people are being genuine,
2: yeah.
3: and then you can tell when people are just putting on a show. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and I bet, like, I bet they came there with like the intention of being like, "No, I'm just gonna like say my piece and leave." But then they felt like the juice and and maybe a, a little of the fumes from the gallons of hairspray Zach Baggins uses. Right,
2: right. Yeah. <laughs> you
3: know, blew out some of their brain cells so they felt, <laughs> you know, the the need to play up. But it's just like I cannot get over the fact that he took this genuine traumatizing story that happened. Yeah. This this terribly traumatizing thing that happened to you and your friends and these other groups of people people which when you like peel the layers back it is a deeper story that explains the the racism the rampant racism Mm -hmm. the injustice and corruption of police departments Mm -hmm. the, the injustice and corruption that plagues class systems right because you had the like the rebellious youths getting downplayed and fucking charged while the upper middle class blonde football players, daddy brings his lawyers out and people start doing shit. You have this like, this perfect horror story that is both terrifying and what happened and is also this horror story about the horrificness of America, right? And it's like this braid of absolute terrible fucking shit. And for him, to take that you don't need to embellish that story it's fucking horrible that's that's what i would consider true horror and this is a conversation we've like brought up over the years that i always say that the scariest horror is based in reality it's never about the monster or the ghost or the demon or the spirit whatever it's people. Mm-hmm. People are the scariest fucking things. They are the true monsters of the horror story. And in my personal opinion, like what happened to you and your friends is the perfect modern horror because it's a terrifying example of reality. You don't need to juice it up. And for, for him to take it, juice it up, and then take the 180 fucking absolute chef's kiss asshole twist of being like those men did those terrible things to you not because they were horrific inbred backwoods racists because they were possessed <laughs> uh-huh. by a
2: demon yeah
3: go absolutely fuck yourself violently zach bagans <laughs> i i am only manifesting vile fucking thoughts for him <laughs> i cannot i cannot handle that like it, it would be one thing to be like and Tito saw 17 ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the nun saved him at the end of yeah. the day. Yeah, it would be one <laughs> thing to pull that shit, right? When he looked out the window, hoping to see so- a cop on the way, he saw the nun who gave him a code to get out. Whatever the yeah. fuck, right? It was not that. He, he did the worst interpretation, which yeah. was try to, like, hero maybe sympathize with mm-hmm. the true fucking monsters of the story. And um, for that, if hell is real, he's burning eternally in it when he dies. Yep. Yeah. It's
2: crazy.
1: What it's happened crazy. to those guys?
2: Uh, they went to prison. Okay.
1: Um, so some t- okay. Yeah.
2: Well, court was weird too. So we go to court and I'm the main witness. Okay. I got called up to the stand twice. Oh um, shit. Cause I had the most vivid story, and I mean a lot of the kids were underage, so they're like, we can't get everyone up on on the and, stand let's, well and you are yeah. also
1: super brutalized like physically yeah. they did the most to you right mm-hmm. I So
2: mean, they're like let's what? let's get luckily that was the worst mm-hmm. of it yeah a couple of them tried to run from their from their court hearing and they got caught in like southern utah and i remember we're sitting up at the stand and i'm telling the story you know at this point i've told the story probably a hundred times literally
0: mm-hmm
2: so it almost sounded scripted because i've repeated it so often in the course of three four months just telling it over and over their attorney gets up their defense attorney gets up and this dude uh i I never thought i would have a judge on my side but it was hilarious he's just like Mm -hmm. so what were you wearing that night like what do you mean
0: (laughs) 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 You? Yeah, he's trying to <laughs> <save you>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i just kind of was like what do you mean he goes like what were you wearing goes, uh jeans a hoodie some shoes he's like what kind of shoes i was like my basketball shoes he's like were they nike's i was like yeah my nike's he's like what kind of hoodie a white adidas hoodie he goes weren't you wearing a bandana i was like yes so i was wearing a bandana and they're like where are you going with this you know yeah he said that we look like thugs and that he the was old going racism to card yeah. he had to
3: pull he it out like he said mm-hmm. uno
1: reverse bitch yeah then yeah. mike <laughs> came rolling up
3: no.
2: and he was like i'm going to prove to the court that they're troublemakers and they're thugs and that they went up there to do no good
1: and that's and why the ju- they deserve to be kidnapped. Yeah. And tortured yeah. Basically. And tortured. The judge
2: judge stops him immediately. He goes, Nope, not in my court. <laughs> no. Yeah. You are not going to do that. And he looked at the old guy and he's like, If this happens again, you will need to find a new attorney. Oh, hell, you know? hell and I, yeah. And, it was, hell, and yeah. I'm just like, Oh, cool. <laughs> you know? So he starts asking questions again. And it, he asked me, Did you have a can of spray paint? It's like, no. Did no. <laughs> you, you have like rocks in your pocket? I was like, no. <laughs> no,
3: but those men
1: had guns pointed
3: at yeah. my face.
1: If that I helps, <laughs> that's the thing, is like, even if you did, even if you went up there and you were being absolutely yeah. fucking foul, breaking out windows, lighting yeah. shit on fire. Yeah.
0: It's they a separate handled thing. It wrong. <laughs> separate
1: right.
3: fucking thing. You go to trial for the trespassing and the vandalism, but then the separate trial is for the kid kidnapping and torture of children two different fucking things it's like they
0: brought torture
1: to a ghost fight is what yeah yeah
2: i think one of the harshest realities to face was not just that whole thing but now that i'm older looking back because back then the scariest thing was actually being held up and being shot at Mm -hmm. you know but now that i'm older and i look back was how society took it yeah half of the people said We should protect these kids. The other half said, fuck them. I would have done the same thing. I probably would have shot them. Good old boy. And you're like, yeah, Yeah, that is that that good old boy (laughs) fucking
3: mentality. It is crazy.
2: Like now that I have kids, I think, wow, that was the type of society that we lived in. And there were people that openly said they would have been willing to pull the trigger if we would have done it to them and other people are like, no, you can't do that to kids. You can't just tie someone up like that. You can't invite them in and tie them up like that and shoot at them, you know? And the other people are like, Nope, I would have done the same thing. I'm on the sides of the garden. And and, excuse me, that was the true horror as I got older. And I talked to my wife about it, you know, like, Wow. That was a really effed up situation. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Like, I would lose my shit if that happened to one of our kids now.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Like, I would probably strangle the dude in court and then I'd end up going to jail. Yeah. And I think, like, to, and for the cops to come in and say what they said, I mean, my wife, she, she's white. So she is convinced that she is going to save me and my family from racism. When you said yeah.
1: that those girls called their dads, like, mm-hmm. it was like, I'm assuming that they're white. I'm like, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> someone, was his, someone can come help now, but this I is other- also <laughs> the, the, the thing I was thinking
3: too, when you were like talking about the story and describing those girls, when, it was like getting like when it was continuing on and you guys were there until morning came as you, and you were talking about, like, you know, you really thought you were going to die. I was like, I, I feel that I bet, I bet. But then I was like, they're in Northern Utah with two white women.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: No one is going to die. Like those, they, those backwards motherfuckers know that if like they had done anything to one of them because of perpetuated and systematic racism, Mm -hmm. it would have been it would have been game over and arguably that's the only reason why anything did happen because if it was just you guys' story as it was they were willing to bury it downplay it and then fucking charge you Mm -hmm. but because of that unfortunate fucking systematic racism um and stereotyping coming into play because they're like oh these fucking you know the high school kids who ditched class we're not going to fuck with them. And even them trying to like turn it on you in court with that. But it's like, it doesn't fucking matter. Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. none of it, it's so irrelevant, but it's like, because like some fucking middle-class, you know, blonde girl was there. Like that's the only reason why anything did happen. And that is the true horror because no. if she didn't, Who's to say anything would happen? Yeah, Who's to say y'all wouldn't have just gone to court for trespassing, had to pay your fucking cars out and then out of impound, and then would tell this crazy story about how you were got by some fucking good old boys in Utah, and no one but did that's anything what I was to help say. You know.
1: mm-hmm. as soon as you were like, oh, their parents were like doctors and lawyers, I was like. Oh, that's why it got mm. handled, you know? Cause that sheriff, like he may have done the right thing, but he only did the right thing because like, it was starting to be a little too smoky. And yeah, the cause there were house. fucking was, like, yeah. Fires oh, getting yeah. A little too close now.
2: You don't, you don't want the voters calling you out. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Who knows yeah. if Mr. Sheriff here was running for reelection next year and stuff. And it's, y- you get that, that caliber, I guess you can say of people. Starting Mm -hmm. to come pounding down your door in a small town like that where everyone talks. Mm -hmm. I mean, our story was spread across the whole valley before me and my buddies even woke up.
3: Yeah. (laughs) You
2: know, everyone already knew about it. So it was, that's what encouraged that whole crew to go was Mm -hmm. they're like, well, we want to find out, except we're going to take more people so that we don't have the same fate kind of thing.
1: And it's also like, I'm that sucks that that happened to him, but it's also like, that's crazy that it had to happen again in order yeah. for there to be any resolution.
0: Yeah.
2: So it was, I mean, we revisit the conversation and it, it was just, wow, there's just so much in this world. Like you said, that the true evil is within the people of this yeah. world and Yeah. how we carry out and what we do to others. That is just, those are the true things that we fear Mm -hmm. you know like yeah we have these fears of ghost stories and aliens and stuff but at the end of the day it's the high school jock that is a serial rapist or the neighborhood quiet guy that does the shooting Mm -hmm. and the killing you know it's not the ghost that comes in and chokes you to death which is scary yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Way, <laughs> scary as hell and bigfoot coming after you scary as hell yeah
0: mm-hmm. but
2: that's not the thing that's happening on a regular basis you yeah know, our society is terrifying at times
3: yeah no i 100 agree it, it's the true like i think about um even in terms of like pop culture horror parasite if you've ever seen that movie um, I definitely recommend seeing it. It's fantastic. Um, he is, um, I'm blanking out his name now, but he's an amazing Korean director. And he's done a few fantastic horror movies. And it is truly one of the most terrifying and suspenseful movies. And there's nothing paranormal about it. The horror is the people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm like, that's it. That's, that's truly it. Because we wish, right, that it was a, a monster that you had to fear you wish that your biggest enemy was a, a ghost or a demon when really it's your it's your fucking neighbor on an incel forum on reddit yeah you know? right. it's a like, racist fucking like, cop it, th- those are the real the real monsters so i am first of all i know this happened in the late nineties, but I am so fucking sorry that that happened. Uh, so, yeah. I wish more than anything that you guys just got to have, uh, the regular high school paranormal paranormal experience because that's the other thing. Every single fucking place doesn't matter where you go i grew up um i went to high school right outside of sacramento and there was a, a similar place it was called round room it was closer to lake tahoe and it was like this supposed uh satanic sacrifice circle like mm-hmm. and everyone's whole thing was to go up there you'd go up there and have parties near it and then you would go up there to go have a spooky fucking experience and everyone had their stories that every single person has this and No one, no one deserves to go up and have their, you know, urban legend high school moment turn into a fucking kidnapping situation. Yeah. So. I wish more than anything, you guys got to see fucking ghosts. I, I really wish more than anything you would have
1: seen a, a fucking haunted nun and a dead baby in a pool.
0: Right. Also, <laughs> If
1: we ever do some of our ghost stuff, you're more than welcome to come. We will probably do it from the safety of our own home though. <laughs> I will yeah. let you know.
2: I would love to. Cause I got a bunch of stories down that road too, man. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. We'll, we'll make it worth your while. And luckily we both have, um, all of our partners are white, they will protect us from the cops. Yeah. You know, you know, Oliver, he's the one who will get this set up. When I was yeah. telling Oliver, I was like, isn't that scary? There were real men there. And he's like, no, the ghosts are scary. And I'm like, because you've never been oppressed in your fucking life, Oliver. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't know true fear. It's true. He's Stab never had
0: true over. fear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, you fucking privileged son of a bitch. I love you, but goddamn it, you don't understand what
2: it's right. like. True. It's true. I hope he hears it all, too. He will.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> he will. He will. Yeah. <laughs> he, he will.
2: <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that's what you—that's what we really wanted to do was investigate. We wanted to find out if it was real, to see if it was true. You know, later on down in life, we all had our own separate experiences, and we all yeah. seen or heard things, like I mentioned. But that's what we wanted that night. We wanted mm-hmm. to know if it was real. And if it is real, what makes it real was it us that made it real was it the ground was it the home what happened um you know trying to be these these super (laughs) Mm sleuths we're gonna figure this out why did this it's the
1: love of the game
2: yeah and Mm -hmm. it we get there and we were terrified yeah, terrified, and those guys made a shit so. <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, because like, yeah, hell is so other scary. people Asterix.
1: <laughs> hell is rednecks. Let's yeah, say, yeah. Because
2: yeah. yeah. so, if enough. I would have saw a ghost, I would have ran down the whole <laughs> canyon road.
1: Well, a ghost would have left you alone, and they wouldn't have been racist assholes. They would be yeah. <laughs> <'cause> I'm <laughs> pretty
2: sure study. they have to stay in their area. hundred percent. So, as soon as I get to the road, I'm running down They're the road. Like, Yeah, 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 (laughs) like I respect you.
1: You respect me. Well, cool. Yeah, Yeah. we'll do this again when you're
2: real and leave you alone. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
1: they're a real one. Um, It's yeah, I I that genuinely sucks too that your experience was just turned into them also being possessed, but it's like, they could have made that so much better of like, look at how negative energy can attract negative people, you know, like, that happens like shitty, dark places attract. Those type of people. And then like genuine curiosity, you get sucked into this vortex of like, I don't know, places have power, right? And you can say it's like a dead nun, but like what transcended that? Like what, Mm -hmm. what was the predecessor of what was going on in that area before Mm -hmm. baby gets drowned and none happens? And you know, it's just going to keep going on and on and on. And another 30 years, you're going to be, you're going to be the urban legend.
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I do feel I do believe that you can imprint energy into places.
1: A hundred percent is uh, real.
2: Yeah. And fifty years down the road, a traumatic incident that you came across where you just released so much energy into the surrounding atmosphere. Fifty years down the road, when someone moves into your house, they mm-hmm. they perceive it as a haunting because th- they're getting this residual effect. You know, yeah, yeah. Of, of that day that you picked up the phone and got this horrible news and just lost it
0: mm-hmm. you know
2: and just completely imprinted into it and i i believe that i believe i do believe there's ghosts and i believe there's imprints into our world as well and like you said they could have just said maybe it was something like that a darker energy that influenced them, not necessary a uh, possession but this this dark heaviness that encouraged just it's bad behavior. Yeah. Because I'm sure, I, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure, but I, I'm willing to bet a lot of people have been in a situation like that in such a dark situation where they're kind of like, what the hell? What am I feeling? Yeah. Like, what What is this? I'm not, I had a really good day. I have no reason to be pissed or upset right now. But yeah. being in this room or this house or this basement, all of a sudden I, I feel so heavy and just. Yeah weighted down and anxious and nervous and hurt and scared and you're like why do i feel this way and why is it happening now when it has never happened before
0: yeah
2: oh, and i i feel like a lot of people just brush it off as a yeah had a bad day whatever it was just yeah. went away i think it's more than that truthfully
1: no i, I agree it's the same reason why like they put Ted Bundy's, like, kill site where they, like, raised it to the ground, you know? Or, like, even, it's it's because places like that do attract it. And even people, you know, carry that kind of oh, wow. emotional yeah. dark baggage with them, and you can sense it, or you just kind of get the heebie-jeebies, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really good book about it, even called, like, The Gift of Fear, that tells you, like, hey, you gotta dial into this. Because, again, like we talked about a little bit earlier, it's your lizard brain Mm -hmm. That is literally keyed into some of this higher elemental type of stuff. That's just trying to keep you alive. And you have to, we're taught to not pay attention to it. And there's so many times in your story where you were like, ignoring it, ignoring it, ignoring it. And it could have just been like, you know, the craziness of the area, but you know, you're like, fuck man, if we would have just gone back and had a cigarette, we never would have known any, any of this terror or any of this experience.
2: And I'm willing to bet that whole area. Holds a lot of energy, maybe not from anything bad happening, but from all the times that people have gone up there uh-huh, with this uh-huh. perception of what they were going to see and feel, and they just released that into the surrounding area. Oh, you know? definitely. And and it just held on and it built up and built up over the years because, like you said, I, there's a certain point where these things can be manifested with enough. Uh-huh. Enough belief and enough power behind it.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Damn,
3: I know. Fucking That's heavy. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it is crazy, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm a, I'm on the same wavelength as you. My whole thing is like, you know, energy can't be created nor destroyed, and I think I'm literally same ballpark as you. For me, paranormal experiences are that like caught, trapped, replaying energy. It's just like when. You pass by someone and you immediately can get like a bad vibe from Mm -hmm. them like there's something about them they may not even have said anything or even looked at you but there's something about the energy around them that's making like chelsea said your lizard brain go off and give you that fight or flight reaction and i think there is something like innate to that that like we should be paying attention to and more in tune to and i think on like a a deeper level that same energy exchange that you experience with a physical person in front of you that either gives you good or bad vibes is the same energy that replays in like um traumatic or um like violent events whatever that creates these like hauntings and stuff
2: Mm -hmm. i mean mean, we lived in a house that we I hated talking about it when we lived there. And this was before um, two of our kids were born and it was me and my fiance and our pit bull um, and this house. I felt like I was going crazy. And when I right. talked about it, it was like, oh my gosh, I sound stupid. Mm. I, I'm i not going to talk about this. And I felt I I, looking back that was like the power that that energy had was to make me keep it silent Mm -hmm. me and my wife we didn't even say anything to each other about it at first because we were like what is happening Mm -hmm. you know I chalked it up to working long hours and things like that being tired and I can't remember what the breaking point event was I think it was when she felt like someone was in the shower in the bathroom with her when she was taking a shower, and we kind of started talking. And, like I said, I'm afraid of these things. So, we kind of touched on it a little bit, and I just brushed mm-hmm. it off now. Yeah, like,
0: yeah,
2: yeah. Happening. But as soon as we acknowledged it, then it just felt different. Yeah. From that moment on, things started happening that were just unexplainable but explainable Mm -hmm. at the same time if that makes sense yeah like we knew deep down inside what was happening but we didn't want to explain it that way because everyone's going to point and be like no you're stupid you're crazy what are you talking about Mm -hmm. you know and i think the thing that really tipped the scales was when i was downstairs fixing something in the basement the basement went directly up was from the kitchen One way in, one way out. And her mother was visiting from Canada. And they're sitting in the living room. And from the living room, you can see into the kitchen over by the sink. I'm downstairs fixing, I think it was the washer. Mm -hmm. And I've been down there pretty much almost all night trying to fix the sink because I couldn't fix it. And I finally go upstairs. And my wife's like, so that was kind of rude of you not to talk to my mom when she was talking to you. It's like, what are you talking about? She's like, when you came up here and you're washing your hands, it's like, I haven't been up here for hours. And her mom was like, were you not washing your hands? Like, or doing something over by the sink a few minutes ago? And I was like, no, I was not. And
0: yikes! I just yeah. kind of
2: sat there like, oh, okay and she oh my wife she's listening she's like then her mom started putting two and two together because it was a completely different outfit
1: oh my god so she like saw like Uh you out of time or something (gasps) else it was you at that same time
2: yeah and yeah that's that was when things got really weird like really really weird like we heard something in the basement like i said there's no entry it, it was an old house that was built in like 1920s and mm-hmm. all the windows downstairs were painted closed, and like you couldn't open them and she was like i think there's someone in the basement Um. We automatically thought it was crackheads because the crackheads just got busted across the street. I mean, yeah. same with
3: Noel. <laughs> Me, yeah. Me too. Caught- noel has <laughs> got crackheads in the cupboards, man. I, mean, I, I hear yeah. running across the roof, and I'm like, probably a crackhead. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: and that's exactly what we thought. I was like, I'm grabbing a gun. And I walk down the stairs, and we hear rustling in the basement. Like, okay, someone's down there, and I shell Whoever the fuck is down there, I have a gun
0: mm-hmm.
2: come out. Nothing, but we hear stuff being moved around and she's behind me. I was like, okay, open up the door. And I point and I'm looking around and there's nothing. Nothing's even moving.
0: Fuck, I go nightmare. check
2: the windows and they're all still closed. And like I said, they're all painted over. So you can't yeah. open them. Mm-hmm. And I'm tugging and tugging and tugging. They won't open. Nothing will open. Like What was it? What did we just hear?
0: Oh, yeah. What
2: did we hear? You know, go upstairs and we're just like, who do we tell? Who do we talk to about this? Yeah. And our our pit bull was terrified. Oh, man.
1: You got (laughs) to give it up to God Uh, at that point, man. yeah,
2: (laughs) yeah, Yeah. She hated being in our room. Like. When she'd go in the room, she'd hide underneath a bed.
0: But she oh, didn't like sleeping God. in
2: there. She liked sleeping by the front door or Oh
0: uh, my God.
2: And it was so weird. Like you'd see orbs and stuff. And we didn't tell anyone for the longest time. Yeah. I was thinking I was losing my mind. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. i was losing my mind. I was losing my mind.
3: You guys don't live there anymore, yeah?
2: No, absolutely. Okay, good. I not that <laughs> <laughs> day. No. So I was out. Fucking yeah. go.
1: Some say the washer is still broken to the yeah, yeah. state. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it still stays there and it is yeah. the source of all the evil. <laughs> oh my god. That
3: is fucking is. crazy.
2: I mean, doors slammed. Yeah, like that's. That. But we would always hear voices through the vents. Oh my god.
3: Nope. Yeah.
2: It. It's going to be a like, no for me, dude. Yeah her, yeah, her and her mom are like, we want to record. I was like, here, here's the thing: if y'all record this, you better be prepared for what you might hear.
1: Yeah, sure. and <laughs> you're giving it permission at that point.
2: Yeah. yeah, and both of them are like, okay, we're not going to record it. I was like, I told you. Now let's yeah. let's watch this movie and turn it up really loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: we put the black electrical tape over the check engine light, and we watch the TV on. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. How we deal with problems. We everyone has yeah. a
3: nightlight uh uh-huh. we, we don't we don't pay attention to the sounds that's that's the moral of the story don't go yeah. looking for the answers you will find <laughs> right
2: the strangest thing about this so we live there and i'm sorry that i took this in a completely different direction
1: no this no, is i amazing. appreciate but it
2: the strangest thing to us is sometimes you still get that pull to go back there
1: i want to go there i'm not even gonna yeah. lie
2: as yeah much the, the as real we haunt it, is your old yeah. house yeah, if we hated it there. Absolutely hated it there. We always fought, hated it. But we we left, and we come back, we go out with friends and have the best time, or go see family. And we're like, nope, got to go back. Even though as we were going back, we had this anxiety. Of, oh, I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. But we never wanted to leave for a long period of time, ever. Even when we had opportunities to be somewhere else, going on vacation, going to family's house. And to this day, you know, like we've talked about, it, like we still on occasion get this pull to want to go back and just go see it. Like mm-hmm. go stay in it. Like we Look. drive by it occasionally. And when we drive by it, we're like, nope, place still sucks. Don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my
0: gosh.
2: But when things settle down and we start talking, oh. There's just something that kind of says, hey, come back and visit, you know, like an old friend kind of. Sure. Thing. I'm going to go ahead and say,
3: thing. do not do yeah. not listen to that call. Do yeah. not pick up well, that phone.
2: That place can kiss my ass. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Yeah. Straight up. That, that is fucking crazy. Um, Wow.
0: That's, um, yeah.
3: Off the record, would you send Chelsea your that where that place is? I wonder if like, because we're gonna go fuck with ghosts in a little bit this month. Um, not in like a Zach Bagans type of way, uh-huh. but in a like we're gonna do um, the Estes method, which is like a human Ouija board. Um, mm-hmm. And would love would love a little uh, verified uh, charged spooky place.
2: So someone lives there, but I can tell you, off the record. Like you said, the Ogden cemetery till this day, I am 100% sure I saw something.
1: Dude, fucking flow, man. That's
3: what I was
0: telling you, Noel.
1: Yeah, Chelsea had her experience Have you seen her? Yeah, I saw her and then I went up another time and the cops grabbed us. And it was way less traumatizing. They just did kind of yeah. like a super trooper's fuck with us type thing. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. like, we were like, can we go, sir? And they're like, you could have left the whole time. And we were like, uh-huh. we all like went back
0: to
1: the car. Um, but no, like I went up one time with my sister and I don't think I've ever been that scared. It like transcended fear. Um, that it, it was. Did yeah, you see it, her? no i saw the green uh well not fully formed i saw like a green transition of light and then uh, my sister was looking at me and she was like it freaked my sister didn't see anything but she saw me and she's like we're getting out of here and my sister drove right through it and took me home
2: so we you know how you park and you fake you face south in your car
0: Mm -hmm.
2: so my friend that took us he was like. If the cops come, I'll pay everyone's trespassing ticket. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and I'm in the driver's seat, and I was like, dude, I can't be in this seat because I'm scared, and Mm -hmm. I won't be able to drive. So I jump over into the passenger seat. You you have to
1: drive into the cemetery, and it's not like you're (laughs) in the back part. But you are also very visible if cops are looking for mm-hmm. you, but you also have to play the game and you can't like have your lights on yet. Cause that's yeah. how you have to fucking summon flow is turning your lights on. So you're, it, you're very exposed while simultaneously like feeling like you have no way out.
2: <clears throat> and it, so he flashes the lights, which sounds super Hollywood. Yeah. But it worked. So <laughs> in the middle, we start seeing flashes of light. I was like, damn it. Cops are coming. He goes, dude, just, just chill. If it's the cops, I'll pay the trespassing ticket. Fine. And my my girlfriend at the time is in the back with her sister and best friend. And they're like, damn it, we're going to get trespassing tickets, whatever. But also, there's this this green light in the middle of the Mm -hmm. road. Okay. And what looked to be like flames of a fire that were pure white start flickering a little. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's weird. That's not normal. And this green light turns into this white fire, pure white fire, it's dancing. And it looks really magical, you know, very fairy tale like. And this figure comes straight up out of this thing, like it's being pushed straight up out, pure white, as if you imagine a shadow that's white,
0: mm-hmm. a
2: shadow that has no definition it's just the outline and you could see the outline of her hair and her chest and the back and stuff so you could tell it's a woman yeah and as it's- soon as she comes all the way up that flame goes away and she just floats
1: Whoa. She just, dude yeah, it's fucking scary
2: gets to the end and she doesn't turn <laughs> she like morphed back where her face and chest went back in and popped out the other side. And she just flowed oh. and flowed. I'm screaming. My girlfriend's scary, sc- yeah. <laughs> yeah, Get me the out of here. Go <laughs> just yelling. And my buddy, he's like, the only way out is that way
1: through. The, through. the only way out is oh. fucking through. There's literally no way out because it's like a one way road and it's mm-hmm. so teeny. And the Ogden Cemetery is fucking old. Oh. It's like a tiny, and you're in the old part of the cemetery where it's seriously mm-hmm. like you can't back up. You can't do anything. You have to go yeah. through the way that it is positioned. He,
2: he guns it. And I remember hearing the roar of his engine because he just revs it. And it's not even that far, but you yeah you're in this state of fear it seems yeah. like we're driving down this 10 mile highway you know mm-hmm. and he just grabs it, and we're getting close and i'm just like oh shit, you're gonna hit her you're gonna hit her and i brace myself and i remember we're about to hit her and we go right through her in this mess mm-hmm. just around the car and i remember <laughs> i look back and she's just standing there and she just goes right back into
1: Whoa. It's, uh, it's weird, it? right? Because you and I didn't yeah. want to talk about flow, but everybody's yeah. experiences are the same when you go see flow. And maybe it's like we're creating the Tolpa, but mm-hmm. everybody sees the fucking green shit yeah. start off. And I've always dipped out before anything else has happened. But the, the fear is so – and it seems oh, like it, it doesn't hit everyone, right? Because mm-hmm. like my sister was like, I don't see shit going on right now, but she felt my fear coming off me. And she's like, we got to get out of here. And like, my sister was worried. She was like, do I have to go to the hospital? (laughs) Like, um, because of how scary it is, like for the person who experiences it.
2: And to me, it's, everyone tells the same or very similar story where I almost feel like it's just imprinted in that same spot. (laughs) You know, there's never been, I, well, I've never heard of anyone having any other type of interaction with it, but. It's always been that same thing and I've I've heard other stories. I mean, we went up there a few times because we were just like, What the hell did we see? Mm-hmm. You know, there's been some times where it just seemed so full of energy, just so mm-hmm. intense. Like the moment we got there, even though we didn't see anything, it was just like, Oh I feel so creeped out and I feel yeah. it in my back and spine and you know, like like I said, I would associate something. I'd hear a plane flying over and I'd put myself in that plane to get myself out of that physical situation. Like, okay, normal people on a plane. And when they go on that plane, they go on to the airport yeah. and then they meet their family and friends and everything's they'll yeah. find and Danny, they're going to have dinner at the local in and out. and It's going to be full of laughter. But then as I open my eyes, I look back, and I'm like, oh, I'm back here. And it's just mm-hmm. creepy, heavy. heavy.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So,
2: I gotta stop doing that and just Scary. get the hell out instead of try to <laughs>
3: Yeah,
0: just you just gotta run next mentally. time. Yeah. yeah,
1: just run
3: when you get the
1: vibe. <laughs> but it's always well, that call of the void, man. Can't yeah. escape it. We all want it, but none of us wanna be in it.
2: Nope. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. No one no one wants the lasting effects.
3: <laughs> well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Um, all of it all parts of it um <laughs> and um yeah i please, if you ever want to go ghost hunting let us know
1: yeah i have your it. address now um <laughs> <laughs> i know where i know where you
2: live yeah. do it let's do it under yeah. one condition
1: this we was like a true together. treat because yeah. I, I watched the ghost adventures episode and I was like, this is fun, but they don't <laughs> give it the justice that it deserved, yeah. which is scarier than any ghost story. Yeah. It was ghost story plus mm-hmm. kidnapping and torture.
2: Yeah. I'm more than happy to do it, and I'm sure my wife would, as long as in a respectful manner. Yeah. And yeah. one thing that I am big into is not talking during it and comparing our notes at the end to help us not influence each other's um, what we see in here you know that's where i find we will get the best evidence if you will
1: definitely yeah
2: because as soon as someone says oh my gosh did you hear that Mm. yeah Did you see that? It looked like that tall, slender man. You're right.
1: I'm a co I'm like, <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I saw it too. <laughs> yeah. I seen it.
2: Yeah. What was that, Shaggy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: that's me. Yeah. I'm very, I'm the co-signer. So always scared, but always be s- eyes closed, ears plugged, but always somehow uh, experience everything everyone else does. <laughs> very wild.
2: Awesome so, experience. You two were absolutely fun to talk to. This has been great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, thank and, uh, you. You're thank the Thank you so much. And if there's, I'll send you the episode and everything, and we'll make sure to edit out XYZ's name uh, <laughs> before we post it. That won't even. That <laughs> will be saved nowhere. It will be 100% deleted.
2: This is groovy. You guys got to. Um, I'm gonna have to get some gear for my wife off of your guys' side. That you guys are pretty cool. I was hesitant at first, but Johnny was like, "No, she's cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: He vouched for me. I've um, yeah. been trying to get him to come to my book club, but he's so busy with Cam and uh, his little baby. So yeah. hopefully someday, but I'm glad they vouched and I hope we have given you the platform you deserve. You've deserved yeah, this whole awesome. time and yeah, fuck you Zach Baggins. Yeah, yeah. Straight up.
3: Fuck you. We've
1: been on to you also. Um, but if you ever want us to be guests at your museum or anything, hit us up. Big fans. <laughs>
0: no.
1: <laughs> no way. <laughs> fuck them. Fuck that scamming ass money pit. <laughs> yeah. I, the fact that he flexed in camera is oh, well, it, was
2: really so Chris,
1: really
3: it was so bad. It was so
2: bad. Yeah, yeah, uh, in meathead
3: <laughs> Yeah, it's <was> just <laughs> So oh, on brand for him too
2: I've, I've never said that I wanted to Slap a man in the mouth more than that Moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to Slap this man in the mouth yeah.
1: <laughs> We're creating a pack right here, right uh, now
2: yep. <laughs> I'm going to
1: Vegas Soon, yeah, whoever whoever Gets to him first
2: Yeah, <laughs> so
1: We'll get his ass Yeah. We'll
2: <laughs> Fantastic.
3: Um, well, thanks so much for Hanging out, um this is we every October we do spooktober so we try to do like themed I guess uh, spooky Halloween horror whatever it may be themed stuff so thanks for um, you kicked it off with us and no better way no better way than the true horrors of of humanity (laughs) just kick off spooktober Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so thank you so much and we will see you when we go ghost hunting
2: absolutely thank you ladies appreciate it Thank you. Bye. Bye.